Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry, all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career. So let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Dance. I am so, so excited today. Thank you so much if you're watching live. Welcome. You can comment in the chat and we'll be able to see it and share throughout the video, which is really cool. We can bring your comment up onto the screen. So if there's something that you like or you want to play one of the games with us, definitely interact over on the side where you see a little chat thing. Um, And today... I am so excited. My guest, Christopher Bledsoe, I always get nervous that I'm going to say the name wrong, but he is literally, I don't know what he doesn't do. He is a master at a million different things. He is a hip-hop dancer, a West Coast swing dance instructor. He is a singer I have so many things written down. A tennis instructor, a cook. He's writing a cookbook. He's a poet, an author, like literally a voiceover actor. Like literally what doesn't he do? He is amazing. And even just in the short time that I've gotten to chat with him off screen, he is so sweet and I'm so excited to have him on the show. So he sent me a few videos and I wanted to share one with you that I thought was really fun. Um, And then we're going to bring him on. So let's check it out. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video. But trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dear Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. I am so excited to share a new sponsor with the Dear Dance family. If you've been here for a while, you know I love tea. And in the past few years, I've really gotten into iced matcha lattes. However, it is not a great idea to pump your body full of sugary caffeine five times a day. Did you know nutritional experts recommend refraining from caffeine six hours before going to bed? As dancers, it is vital that we take care of our health, so I was super jazzed when Samey Tea reached out about being a sponsor. Samey Tea is organic edible green sencha powder, and sencha powder is full of antioxidants and has a fraction of the caffeine found in matcha. This is because it's grown in full sunlight. The whole green tea leaf is ground into a fine powder that you can easily use to make a nutritional, low-in-caffeine drink. Samey Tea has a range of products including roasted brown rice powder, which is a great alternative for coffee, organic green sencha powder, and a water-processed decaf version. 
I've been loving the decaf scent of tea when I get home from work with some oat milk and a little honey. And I even have one of those little frother things. It is so delicious. Visit groundgreentea.com slash referrals and follow the steps to create your account. Choose my picture and order some green tea today. You will get loyalty points and an additional 5% discount every time you shop. Check out the link in the show notes to read more about Kiyomi and her incredible company and get a discount on your order of Samey Tea. If you purchase through my link, you will help support the show while adding a tasty nutritional drink to your life. Like, so fun. I need to know more information about this hip-hop frog because, like, I'm obsessed. Okay, let's give him a big round of applause. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, Christopher, a.k.a. the hip-hop frog. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much. That brought back so many memories. (laughs) I love it. We're going to have to get into that, but first... I wanted to start off with our craft for today. So, because you told me that you're writing a book, I wanted to make our own little one-page paper book. And I think that we'll be able to do a really awesome job. So this is what's going to look like when we're finished. But it starts off, all you need is one piece of paper. So we're going to fold it first. Let's see here. We're going to fold it hot dog style so the long way here we go here we go it's a little asmr for anyone who enjoys that then once you fold it this way you're gonna unfold it and fold it hamburger style i've realized that this is only in america do people say that they fold paper, hamburger, or hot dog style. My guests who are not from America have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) So now we're going to fold this in half. And you want to kind of push it to make it like a little diamond shape. And then you're going to fold it up. And kind of flatten it out and you have a little book and you can draw on it I have markers here so you can just do a little like gotcha oh cool oh amazing (laughs) it looks so good yay we did it our craft was successful amazing I'm gonna give us a round of applause because we deserve it I was nervous because a lot of the recent crafts have have been stressful. So thank you for going on that journey with me. Okay, now that we have done our craft, I would love to know your dance history. How did you start getting involved in dance? Well, I I was born and raised in Mississippi. And um, in the South, music is a is an integral part of our lives and um, i was always this i I was always the different kid so as a kid i loved um, of course the blues and 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 all of the music that is germane to to being reared in the south 
But I also loved country. I also loved rock. And my mom was like, who are you? <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I loved um, um, Garth Brooks, um, Shania Twain. And I realized at a young age that I loved a variety of music. I, I didn't allow myself to just identify with one or two genres. I, I loved an entire variety of music. And music and singing um, was just always so medicinal um, to the soul. And um, I remember reading a book once and it said that um, if you're feeling sad, um, listen to music. It's guaranteed to put you in a better mood. And I realized that God had given me the gift to create music through singing. And I just thought, wow, not only do I have the gift of music, but I have the gift to create it. And it was something that was just very, very special to me. And I, I just love dancing. I grew up watching Michael Jackson, James Brown. Um, and then of course, you know, Aretha Franklin and different ones singing. And I would always emulate everything that Michael Jackson did. I'd emulate everything James Brown did. And I would just do it, do it, do it. And it was just something that made me happy. And when I was about 16 years old, I got an offer to teach um, dance lessons, which I was like blown away because I had been in local uh, talent competitions. And my first, my first um, class that I taught was uh, country line dancing. And it was so interesting because being in Mississippi and, and teaching country line dancing, because that was very popular at the time. And, and it's so unique because Winona Judd's song, No One Else on Earth, um, was the first song that I taught a country line dance to. And what's so interesting about that being 16 years old, and that was the first class I taught, and that was the first song that I used, and I taught what was called the Boot Scoot and Boogie. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I taught that class, and all these years later, when I, when I really fell in love with West Coast Swing and really got to a level that I was um, good at it, that song, Winona Judd, um, No One Else on Earth, there's a new version of it. And that was the song like I performed and, and, and I knew I really arrived. And mm. how ironic a full circle in life that that was the song that I started with in a different genre of dance. And then when I really arrived and said... Uh, you know, because my instructors were like, oh, my God, you're so great. You work so hard. You practice. You're great. But I never felt that I was great until that day. Then mm -hmm. I was like, OK, I, I've arrived. So <laughs> I always just it just it's it's so unique how um, things uh, become a full circle in life. I absolutely love dance. Uh, I think it's just um, it's an amazing expression. It gives you a moment to be free. It gives you a moment to sometimes be the person that you 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 just let go of all of your reservations, your fears, your um, 
restraints and you just you just be free and you just let cosmos and and uh the energy of creativity just take over the body and and you just you just make these magnificent things um and so i just all my life i've just been a singer and a dancer and i just loved it uh i a i'm a master level hip-hop instructor and uh hip-hop was just my favorite and i i just love it and um it was something just teaching other people uh not you know seeing moments where students get aha moments and they get it and you see them enjoying it and uh the freeness with music because a lot of people in every genre of music they're so focused on counts and and trying to get everything so perfect and my biggest concept is enjoy it it should put a smile on your face you should enjoy what you do yes keep your standards but enjoy it it should make you happy uh and i just have been a strong advocate of we don't just perform steps we enjoy what we do and so it's just it's been amazing and years ago i hated west coast swing when i saw it because I was teaching East Coast Swing, and I was an East Coast Swing fanatic, and I was teaching it, and the West Coast Swing people would come to the East Coast Swing parties, and we would have these big, huge parties, and, you know, and I always believed in dressing to the nines, you know, I would have a matching fedora, and the whole nine yards, and uh, ever so often there was a song that was played was at a tempo that Westies or West Coast Swing dancers would dance, and I would look over at them and I would go, oh, that dance is so boring, it's so slow. They must be depressed, I hate that dance. And it's hilarious, because that, that was my first analysis of West Coast Swing singing it, because I was so accustomed to dancing 90 miles an hour, doing the Charleston and the Shorty George and all of those dances. And, um, but when you, the, what, the East Coast Swing parties were three hours long. And when you dance 90 miles an hour uh, for three hours straight, you know, I almost needed a wheelchair to be taken out of the parties. And I remember saying one day, you know, that West Coast Swing thing that I saw, I just hated it, but at least they moved slower. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, could you, for people who don't know about West Coast Swing or East Coast Swing, which I didn't even know was that there were two different things, could you give a little bit more information for people who don't know about this style of dance and how, I'm sure they know what it is, but they might not know they know what it is, I guess. So I would love to know more for myself and for other people who are listening. Absolutely. West Coast Swing is a partner dance. Uh, and, and one of the most magnificent things about West Coast Swing is it's a connection between two people that has a premise of certain dance patterns. And the entire concept is improv. And I so love that. So in East Coast Swing, we have structured dance of the Charleston, the Shorty George, the Jitterbug. Um, and you know those dance rhythms and you learn them and then you pair up with the partner. West Coast Swing has a six count pattern and an eight count pattern. And so you learn the basics of that dance through those patterns. 
But then once you connect with the other person, the entire process is improvisational. It's a moment of myself making an offer and the dance partner accepting. And when we perform West Coast Swing, a lot of times people go, oh my God, that was so magnificent. How long did you guys work on that choreography? And I go, no, that was all improv. Uh, Yeah, one of the ways I describe it, it's like a leader and a follower, both in front of a canvas, and we both have paint. And we can take our paint and put it on the canvas as individuals, but then we marry it together. And it creates that spontaneity. And um, I also describe West Coast Swing as having a very in-depth conversation with the person without saying a word. And it's very therapeutic. So for myself to be able to go to a West Coast Swing party and walk up to a person and say, may I have this dance? And they accept and they don't know what I'm going to do. They just, we have a a pattern of a sugar push, a left side pass, a right side pass, a whip, um, you know, and so they know that those patterns exist, but they don't know which one will be asked. And so just that moment of us connecting hand in hand and there's a leader and a follower and there's a connection that we had. And we also have the gift of an amazing creativity um, together as, as people. And that is what really just blew my mind because how good do we feel when we call up a good friend and we have these nice in-depth constructive conversations. We feel so refreshed. Uh, I call it free therapy. <laughs> so we feel so refreshed when we talk to a good friend and perhaps we have different point of views about something, but we can be constructive and respect each other's view. And then you go, wow, you know, we feel validated when people recognize our feelings on something. Whether they agree with it or not, we're validated as such. And West Coast Swing is having that conversation uh, 10 times more in depth. And so it just, it, it just it just blows my mind because we all need that. We need good constructive conversations and um, really affects our lives in a good way. Definitely. I was thinking about how social this is and I can only, I can't not think about how this pandemic and COVID must have had such an intense uh, disruption to how you experience and, and practice this style. How did you deal with dancing a partner dance form through Zoom or through, you know, when we're stuck in our house? How was that? You know, I I remember um, a long time ago, a person said to me, you know, a well-known statement. Um, they said, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. And I remember when the pandemic first started, I was just really at a decent level as a West Coast Swing dancer. And, and it takes a lot of humility when you are this master level hip hop instructor and you can go somewhere and do all of these Michael Jackson performances and people just go bananas. And now you got to be this little bitty kid in the class going, oh my God, my first step. 
But, you know, I swallowed my pride and said, hey, Christopher, listen, it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay that you don't know this dance. And the more time you put into this dance, the quicker you're going to get good at it. So I thought about that expression, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. And I go, yeah, Christopher Blitzo is going to alter that statement. And so my statement is, when life hands you lemons, not only make lemonade, but create a lemonade stand and sell out. And I remember feeling, right? I remember yes, feeling I that love way that. about West Coast Swing. <laughs> And I said, there's no excuses. And I said, this is a partner dance, but I'm not going to use any excuses. So I practiced three hours a day, every day, for 90 days straight on doing my patterns as a leader and a follower. And I contacted my instructors because they had said to me, sorry, we can't teach you in person anymore due to COVID. And I said, you know what? Let's do this. I said, how about I record myself practicing and then you guys, and I'll send the videos to you guys and you guys audit them and you give me feedback and you charge me a fee. And they were like, we've never done that before. And I go, but don't doubt it. Let's just do it. And they were like, okay. And I remember so many times my instructors telling me, Christopher, you dance so well by yourself, I can see the other person dancing with you when they're not there. Mm. Um, And I just went for it. And I just kept going and I kept going. And I just love it. And I got to a point where I... um, progress to a an elevated level that I was really well respected and then I met so I decided you know once COVID kind of low ebbed a bit uh, to run an ad and find some um, dance partners and I'm like listen I wear gloves I wear a mask you know uh, we'll be in a well ventilated area and I remember getting two ladies to respond to that and they they lived in New Jersey And I said, no problem. I would drive to New Jersey several times a week. I don't care. Um, When I love something, distance and sacrifices is no issue. You got to go for what you want. And I met these two ladies and I was practicing with them and it was so much fun. And I had another guy so we could uh, rotate the dancers and we wore masks and everything. And those ladies told me about a Zoom class. And that Zoom class just happened to be taught by the best West Coast swing dancer in the world, in my opinion. Um, he's a 17-time champion um, in dance. And I saw him on the video. I, I signed up for his Zoom class. And he was teaching us dance. And he was looking in the... Um, uh, in the gallery, and he was just like, you know, there's something unique about that guy, that Christopher. And um, I just was dancing my best. I never thought in a million years he would even notice me. And then we, uh, they orchestrated a vaccine-only, mask um, mandatory, in-person workshop, but we were, uh, we were spaced out very, very well. And I went to that uh, workshop and I met him in person. And he said to me, 
you have to take private lessons with me. It's, it's a decision that I have made. And I was just like shocked that he would say that to me. And I said, well, you know, don't you threaten me with the good time because I will take you up on it. <laughs> so funny. I, that's a really good point. That's in, And that's, you know, making lemonade out of lemons of what we're handed. There's so many people that I got to train with who I never would have been able to take class from. And I got to take class from them in my living room while we were all stuck in, in our house. I got to take class from people in L.A. And that is such a good point. Like, as much as it was miserable being stuck inside for so long, there are so many things that would have never been possible. And this show would have never been a thought to to have it this way. There's so many things that have come out of of this unfortunate pandemic and so it's it's such a great way to to look at it and to find the blessings in it so that was a great reminder for me as well so thanks for sharing that absolutely and i also had a lot of time to to think and and to meditate um and i in 2010 i was in my best shape um, very athletic, and then I had worked so many jobs, and I, I wasn't uh, in the shape that I wanted to be. And I said again, um, I've made up my mind. So right after 2010 happened, I'm like, you know, and then the pandemic came. I said, you know, I want to get back in shape, and I don't want to just get as good as I was in 2010. I want to get better. I'm going to set my goal higher. And I did. I just changed my entire lifestyle when it came to working. I was basically working four full-time jobs, which was just ridiculous. And I never really had time for myself. I never had time to decompress. And of course, when, you, when you're working all that, you're eating on the go. So my health was just terrible. And I just dropped everything. And it's really unique because um, I have a, an aquatics company swimming past the boundaries and I had just closed my company because I said, I have to take care of my health and I have to take care of me. And I realized so many people were depending on me, but none of those people were encouraging me to take care of myself and my health and get rest. And I realized that I was putting everybody around me first. And I, and I wasn't respecting myself at all. So I shut the, the swim company and it was like a month before the pandemic hit. And I remember all of, and I had like over 300 students. And I remember all these parents contacted me and they said, well, what are we gonna do? You know, you provide so much for our kids. And I said, I can't provide for your kids if I'm not alive. And I said, I'm going to do what's best for me. So mm -hmm. I closed the company. I quit the other jobs all the way down to just one job. I just took my refrigerator. I cleaned out all of the food. Anything that was new, I donated to the local food pantry. And I just did extensive research and case studies on nutrition and what really works. Uh, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you know, if you want to be healthy, then basically you can eat nothing. And it's so depressing. But that is just so far from the truth. 
And, you know, I made a promise to myself a long time ago, right before the pandemic, I said, I will only add positive things to my life from this point on. Mm -hmm. Anything in my life that challenges my pride, my dignity, and my self-respect will be rejected. And I don't care, even if it's family, I have to do this. And mentally, my life, not only physically, but mentally, it just improved dramatically. Um, and I look at people and things and I just say, hey, if you want to be a positive force of my life, then you get the privilege to be in my life. But if it's not positive, there's no room for you in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just felt this, it's like this yoga cleansing through your body. And my life has just been unbelievably beautiful, unbelievably happy. Um, and it's, it's a good way to protect yourself. Um, and God has taught me to love and respect myself. And we live in a world where if you say positive things about yourself, people look at you strange because they're so accustomed to either one end of the spectrum or the other. And it, you got to love yourself. You got to respect yourself. Um, and I tell my friends all the time, you're never capable of loving someone else until you learn to love yourself. Mm, we definitely. just can't give to others if we're empty, you know? And so I'm so elated with that concept and, and loving myself and respecting myself and having no issues with walking away. I give people a pink slip, <laughs> you know? And, you know, it's nice that I live as the example of what I preach. I'm always the type of person that I want people to be to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had uh, this, um, this idea to fly in this um, world-renowned West Coast Swing dance instructor, fly him to New York, and I had prepared, uh, you know, had the concept I was going to cook all of these amazing nutritious meals for him. And I invited my dance partners to come and live with me. So we were all vaccinated. My house has an air filtration system in it. And so I was like, we can do this. You know, we're going to be fine. So I flew in the instructor and my dance partners. And we all lived together in my house for four days. And I cooked breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything, every wow. day. And it was just so nice to do all of these meals that these healthy and delicious meals that I created. And it was so much fun. And I remember saying to myself, it feels so good to eat without the guilt. And everything that I would prepare, these gourmet meals, everything on the plate was 100% healthy. And then my uh, instructor get, taught me some amazing things and he left and my um, dance partner was in my kitchen one day, and it's, it's unfortunate that we live in a world that people are judged whether they're male or female. And there's this concept that women can cook and men can't. Mm. Um, and that's just unfortunate because it, it shouldn't matter. And I was looking at two of my dance partners, they were in my kitchen, and they were talking about how great the food was. And they said to me, you know, it's embarrassing that we are ladies and we can't cook. And I looked over at them and I go, you know, these meals are very easy to make. That's when this light bulb just 
came on that you have to write a book and it's got to be called delicious healthy meals easy simple meals that anyone can make yeah totally it's so it's so awesome i feel like when you allow yourself to be immersed in creativity and then more creativity just comes from that so it's like diving into this dance world I think you know like you said it's not just steps and like when we follow our passions and enjoy what we're doing and open up our heart to to all of this creativity who knows what else could be possible I love that so much before we get into our first game I would love to know a quick little story about this hip-hop frog performance because I can't let you leave here today without telling me a little bit about it because I thought that was just so adorably amazing I love that song I teach a lot of kids hip-hop so I was like I need this track like I need more info (laughs) tell me all about the hip-hop frog (laughs) so years ago um I used to host open mic nights a lot and, and do theater and bring the community together. And there was this amazing singer there one night. And um, I, I went up to her and I said, oh, my God, you are just such an amazing singer. I really enjoyed your performance. And then we were talking and she said, um, oh, I heard that you are a multiple business owner and I'm starting a business. And I was like, oh, I could let you. I could give you the contact information for a web designer and we were talking and we exchanged information. Then she contacted me later and she says, hey, you know, I've been offered a um, spot on this pre-Broadway show in New York City. And I said, congratulations. You know, you certainly have a great voice. And she goes, yeah, but I don't have a great voice like you and I can dance. And she goes, they need someone else in the um, pre-Broadway show. And I said, oh, it's New York City. I live upstate. You know, I'm not a big, I love visiting the city, but living in it is a different thing. <laughs> and she was like, please come and audition. I won't, I won't accept no as an answer. So I went and I, I auditioned and I immediately got the part. And I was just, I was, I was just blown away and they liked me so much in my feedback that they asked me to be on the board. <laughs> so to do, cool. To, yeah, to do the auditions for the others coming on. And I said, well, sure. And so I had a good friend in New Jersey and I went and lived with her for like six months so I could be in New York City because her place, you could just walk across the street and, and take the bus and you're in Manhattan. And uh, that was when you when you played that video, it just brought back so many memories because um, what they do with the pre-Broadway shows is you perform and then there are individuals that um, television producers, um, uh, representatives from Disney, they all come and they sit in the audience. And if they like the show, then they'll invest in it, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember being told that uh, a representative of Disney World was in the audience and they were looking. And I just said, oh, I can't focus on the people in the audience because I would just lose it. I'm like, I just got to be me. And I I had that part of Hip Hop Frog. And um, I remember them saying to me, well, you know, aren't you, you know, what's your choreography? And I said, oh, I don't, I don't do any choreography. I, I just have to hear the music and I just have to improv. 
and that's what Michael Jackson did. You know, obviously there were some performances where there was choreographed choreography, but the majority of the times he was improving in his performances when he's just doing his thing. And they were like, oh my God, there's no way you could get on stage and just improv the moment. And I'm like, trust me, if I tried to stick to choreography, I will get nervous. I will forget what I'm supposed to do. No, just play the music and let me be free. And that's what happened there. Um, and so the hip hop frog was a real popular moment in the show because people uh, were able to see that type of dance. So that's how I got the part. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but I'm, I love New York City, but it's not a place that I could live. And I said, I'm sorry, guys, but I got to go back upstate. I love seeing squirrels. I love smelling fresh cut grass being mowed. I cannot deal with the the smog, the horns blowing, and it just wasn't my thing. Um, but it was a, it was an amazing time. I had an amazing time, and um, you know, I love the city to this day. It's just not a place I can live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. Well, it's time for our very first game. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather <laughs> so if you are watching live or if you're watching the replay or if you're listening to the audio definitely comment and let us know what you would pick um it's always fun to see what people pick so let's start oh this one's kind of wild okay would you rather be covered head to toe in luminous green fur or have visible farts? <laughs> um, I think I'll take the first one. <laughs> yeah, the fur. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, next one. Would you rather have to constantly stream the private thoughts of everyone within one mile directly into your mind or have armpits full of sticky honey? Armpits full of sticky honey. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> You'd always have something for tea ready to go. Okay, last one. Would you rather have spaghetti for hair or have your speech replaced with the sound of Bohemian Rhapsody when you open your mouth? Um, I'll take the second one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Bohemian Rhapsody. No spaghetti hair for you. <laughs> no. Amazing. Well, I would love to know some of your other passions outside of dance. I know we started talking about your cookbook. That is so, so cool. What are some of the other things that you are up to? Um, master level swimming instructor. So I love swimming. I did recently organize a, um indoor swimming groups for since we have the winter um, and that's been going really good I love love swimming swimming is just uh, a moment where you get to just be free and just be one with the water so um, and then I'm going to reopen my swim company in the spring of this year but it's going to be only like one or two days a week and it's going to be part-time so I don't overload myself um, so I'm, I miss all of my students and looking forward um, to seeing everybody again. Uh, love tennis. So I um, play tennis a lot. The Australian Open is on. So 
I certainly uh, follow tennis on television. Um, love diet and exercise, so have a very good workout program. I've recruited some of my friends to um, follow my diet and, and workout, so we do that a lot. Um, love singing. It's been a while since I've gotten back into singing, and I'm really excited to be doing that again. Um, years ago, I recorded um, a um, version of Elvis Presley, Can't Help Falling in Love, when I, and I went to a studio to do that. So I'm just toying with the idea of just doing it for fun, not having it as something that is um, a requirement or a pressure, but something that I enjoy. Um, love walking for exercise and just taking in nature and um, being able to to meditate and uh, really love those things. So yeah. just all around life things, I, I feel. Yeah, I love that. And when do you think your cookbook is going to be available? Is it finished or are you still working out some recipes and writing it? The book is 99% finished. Um, I just have to do the finishing touch. I, I did the pictures myself. And, wow, um, another thing that you do. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I just can't help it. I started taking pictures of, of the food and everything. And I did those pictures. The pictures look nice, um, but I, I do have this app that can change the background. So I kind of want to play with that and see if the backgrounds can be changed and made even better. Um, and then uh, just finishing touches on it. I wanted my book not to be something that was a chore. I wanted it to be something that I enjoy. So um, it is slated to be released um, the end of February, 1st of March, and it'll be available Ooh. on all of the online internet as far as Amazon, all of the major places that you can buy and purchase. Um, books, it will be available on all of those channels. And I'm also going to have the privilege to record the audio of the, the book. So I'll do the voiceover um, for that, which is a cool, cool option to have. And it will also be available as an ebook. So it can be purchased and, and downloaded. So nice. Um, that's Definitely. really Everyone exciting. Everyone check that out. Definitely check that out. Okay, it's time for our second game which is less of a game and more of just mystery questions so i'm gonna pick one from each category and we'll see what we get and then you get to decide which one we answer first so let's see what we have pick a color uh, i'll start out with the blue okay let's see when was the last time you cried? We're getting deep right away. <laughs> wow, the last time I cried was probably today. Honestly, same. I, I think it's so good to let it out, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. It was good tears, happy tears. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> Next question. Uh, orange. Oh, what is the weirdest thing you've had happen on a date? The weirdest thing that... <laughs> the weirdest thing that I've had to happen on a date. Oh, my God. There's a lot of those. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll share the first one that came to, comes to mind. Uh, I was on a date once, and um, the waitress walked over to do our order, and she gave me a compliment, and it was just awkward. 
Um, and I didn't even know she was talking to me. And I had to say to her, are you talking to me? And she said, yes. Um, and, I, and it made my friend feel uncomfortable. It was, it was a weird <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Um, purple. Who are your top three real-life heroes? Oh, my top That's hard. <laughs> three real-life he heroes. Um, my top... So they have to be a... Uh, real life, so I guess that's like people that maybe you know, like in your life. Oh, that I, I know. think that's what it means. Um, Robin Roberts, um, on the um, Good Morning America show, I met her mm. in person, and I just think she has amazing, amazing energy. Um, and the fact that she survived cancer and uh, she's such a positive person, uh, so Robin Roberts would be one. Um, real life person. God is, is, is ultimate for me. <laughs> it's real life. That and, counts. uh, and hero. I, and, um, I think anyone that's really following their dreams in this crazy world, um, mm. would be my, my real life hero. I love that. And the last one of these is what's your favorite gadget? My favorite gadget, I guess, now would be my Samsung Galaxy Watch because it can do Ooh. everything. I monitor my health and my vitals all the time. Um, and this watch, it can answer my phone. It can show me all of my notifications. Um, I can play music and stop music during dance class right on my wrist. Um, it, it's just amazing the things that this phone could do, uh, this watch could do. So, um, someone called me the other day and I pressed answer on my phone and it was just so cool to be walking around and I'm talking to them on my wrist and, um, <laughs> Yeah, it feels very I'm, like se secret agent, like, look how like small you can have your, your phone. That's so cool. Definitely. Smart watches are definitely appealing to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, the last question that I ask everyone on this show is what brings out your most creative self? What brings out my most creative self is um, really praying to God and just um, meditating. That's when I become the most creative um, is when I just really do a prayer and just let go of everything and just hand myself over to God's good graces. And that's when my most brilliant ideas happen. And um, there's always this confidence from God that I'll get it done. And I do. <laughs> I work Amazing. hard to make it happen. I, I don't believe in just dreaming dreams. I believe in making them happen. Mm, I love that. Well, where can people find you? Plug everything that you have to plug. I'm sure there's so many. We didn't even talk about your podcast. So definitely plug everything and we'll put all the links in the show notes. Well, um, one of the easiest ways to, to have access to everything is to go to the www.westynightout.com. Um, all of my podcast information is there. My meetup for um, the dance classes. Obviously, my website is there. You'll get to see videos. I will be posting on my website when my book is released, and I will have the link there. Um, so the westy-night-out.com um, 
is the perfect place to go and you'll have access to everything that I'm doing. My podcast is doing very good. It is, um, I have um, uh, an audience all around the world, which is totally mind boggling to me that that could be possible. Uh, had a very good year last year with the podcast and um, I'm on course to have a real good uh, year with the podcast. So excited about um, the the cookbook coming out. Um, just 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 beyond myself. My dance company is doing very well. I'm blown away by the clients that I have and the success that um, we're all enjoying. And um, just just continue to live life to the full. But yeah, if they just check out the website, they'll have access to all of the links to all of the activities that I'm doing. Amazing. And if you would like to follow the Instagram for Dear Dance, definitely check out Dear Dance Pod. If you'd like to see my personal stuff, you can head over to Haley Grove on Instagram. And the last thing that I will plug is the Patreon. So if you would like to support this show, we would love to have you as a patron. We have four awesome patrons right now. So shout out to our uh, Karen, Sophie, Amanda, and Maya. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, Once we get to 100 patrons, the Dancer's Dream grant program will launch and we'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So whether that is hiring a videographer or renting studio space or paying your dancers or getting them some really good snacks... We can all help lift up the dance community, Um, so definitely check it out. It's $5 a month, and we're on our way. Um, And also, don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel, Essentially Haley. It would mean so much to me. And I think those are all the things I have to plug, so thank you so, so much for being here. This was such a joy. I'm so glad that we're connected, and thank you again. Thank you so much, and thank you for all that you do. Thoroughly appreciate it. Amazing. We'll have a great night, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Dear Dance. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode and tag me on Instagram at Dear Dance Pod. It's so fun connecting with listeners, so definitely check us out over on Instagram. And if you want a triple platinum superstar award, leave a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Dear Dance.